Montel here, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel, where we talk about everything, anything cannabis, and also issues that are affecting us in a social way, especially leading up to this election year. And also, when I find a topic that I'm really interested in and I want to talk to you about, I'm going to talk to you about it. I like the topic that I found today. And it struck me because, you know, I have a close friend, and I'm going to be honest about it, a very close friend of mine, and, and who is involved in something that I find absolutely ridiculously fascinating. And, you know, as we get together often, you know, we kind of leave business lives out, but then, you know, we talk about things. And I go, dang, Montel, why aren't we talking about that on Let's Be Blunt? So today, I'm not leaving cannabis behind. I'll make sure I, by the end of this podcast, I give you some updated cannabis news. But I want to introduce you to somebody. And I'm going to introduce you to somebody who is, I'm going to throw out a term to you. She's a clairvoyant diagnostician. Ah, I bet you never heard that before. And is also well known as a medical intuitive, an energy medicine practitioner a spiritual healer. I'm using terms that really literally describe what she is. And she does all this through the use of something that's called the Akashic Records, which we're going to talk about. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the one and only Bobby Vogel. Thank you, Bobby, for being here today. Hi, Montel. Thank Hi. you. Good, darling. You know, look, I, I, it's, it's, it's weird because in some ways I feel like, you know, you're on Let's Be Blunt, which is a show about cannabis and also other issues. I don't believe in psychics. I don't. I, I, I believe that rather than use a term like psychic, I believe that intuitive is probably the better term. And I believe that people have more intuition than others because just like all of our brains are different, I think there's something different. There was something different about her brain than my brain that gave her – you know, maybe she had a few more brain cells in that area of the brain where intuition comes from that made her more intuitive and be able to look at things in, from a different perspective. And that's what I think about you, Bobby. I think, you know, are you a psychic? From my perspective, I will never call you a psychic. Mm -hmm. But do you see things that I don't see? Hell yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we are all no. brought here differently. You know, we're born differently. We're configured differently. And so something's going on in that brain of yours that makes yours different from mine that you see things that I and a lot of people I know can't see. Right. So let's start from the jump. What is a clairvoyant diagnostician? Well, I know what the term means for me. I think mm -hmm. it's probably different for everybody. Like you say, my brain is able to see, hear, feel a lot of the times. So for me, it means um, that I can tune into someone's energy body. If they're in front of me, I actually place my hand on their head. Tune in, and I can uh, begin to see their energy moving mm -hmm. or not moving most of the time, right? Stagnation. And then I am shown where density is in the body, where it isn't moving freely. Mm -hmm. And then if... If somebody is is open or ready, then information starts coming through about how that density got there. Because a lot of the times it's emotional. Most mm -hmm. of the times it's mm -hmm. emotional. And so very detailed evidential information comes through from 
lot of times loved ones on the other side. On the other side. On the other so side. So you're you're tapping into well, I mean, you're tapping into what has been termed and called the Akashic Records, if if you will, in a I, way or no? I started out so mm-hmm. I I mentioned Akashic Records um, because that's what connected me. Tr- I already had a gift. I didn't understand that I had a gift. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand how I was being communicated with by spirit. And let's tell people at home, you know, when you hear the term, and I'm sure you've heard it, you went, I heard that somewhere before, Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. I never knew what that meant. Well, what you know, it kind of means is Akashic Records are a compendium of all human events, thoughts, words, and emotions, and intent that has ever occurred in the past, the present, mm-hmm. or the future. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... The, what do you want to call it, if you will, without lack of a better term, but the universal book of life. Right. It's a record of everything that happens everywhere, anytime, all the time, now, yesterday, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's also a crossroads. We come, we can come to choice as well. I mean, there's okay. a lot to say about it. Um, so I was guided. I mean, there's lots to say, but I was guided by other healers to find a teacher. Mm-hmm. And Linda Howe happens to be a dear friend of mine from Chicago. She's in Taiwan right now teaching 500 people Akashic Records. Okay. And so when I saw her, I haven't seen her in a long time, when I saw her face on Facebook saying Akashic Records practitioner, I was, I was like, oh, my gosh, this has to, you know, this must be it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look it up. I didn't care. I signed up for it, and I took the, the course. And the very first time that I had a what's called open my own records. Mm -hmm. All this information just started coming through to me and I understood very clearly at least the beginning of how I was communicated with via spirit, my team. Because, you know, we all have Mm -hmm. our own, I call them my peeps. (laughs) Okay, but other people will call them your spirit guides? Spirit guides, my peeps, yeah. These are people that are on the other side. uh, Right. In a, yes. In are they, are they family members or they could be family not members? Not all the time. Not all the time. And even if they are family members, you know, a lot of people get confused thinking that, oh, well, I had to be close to them mm-hmm. when they were here or I had mm-hmm. to know them very well when they were here. And that's just not the case. Okay. Um, so they'll show up on our behalf in order to help us, you know, whether it's just information or if it's to help us move through confusion, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's different for literally every single And so most people walk through life never, ever, ever, ever tapping into the Akasha Records, right? right? Never even recognizing that that's something that's available for them to tap into. Right. Others, do they, does it just pop up to other people? How do, it's, it's like to introduce the listener to what it is you do and to this whole concept, what's the value of it? Why would someone want to tap into that other side? Well, I mean, for me, like I, I started to say, the Akashic Records was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's evolving. It, it sort of was, I have tons of respect for it, of course, but I was sort of a jumping off point for me. Okay. And then I literally, uh, people ask, how, how did you understand to do this and, and start healing um, or um, helping people with medical issues. That's a good question. Yeah. You you're, you're questioning yourself and answer it, but no, that's a good question. Yeah. So how did you start? Oh, yeah. So I began working with people in, in the, the records, and then I, I started understanding that people, loved ones on the other side, really 
enjoyed or, or could communicate with me easily, and I was able to get, they entrusted me okay, to so get the, their information through. To, to the, the person to, that you're talking to, to. To my client, right? Got it. And um, even some non-clients have been interrupted at kids' birthday parties before right. by people. But that's <laughs> got to that's gotta be about as unnerving as, <laughs> as anything. I mean, when you're saying, you, okay, so the first person that you said, let me see if I can do, did you, did you, Pull up a guinea pig and say, let me see if I can do a reading for you? Um, I did it with myself. And then actually mm -hmm. a friend came in from out of town. And um, I also had to do a lot of sessions on people who have been doing it for 20 plus years okay. before I could um, finish the Akashic Records Practitioners course. It's, it's it. pretty intense. Okay. With Linda Howe, it's intense. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and so a friend came from out of town, and I, and she said, "Sure, go ahead, you know, open my mm -hmm. records." And I did that, and it was, it, it was phenomenal how detailed the information and the pictures that I was seeing. And but, but I'd be sitting there going, "What are you talking about, Willis? Who's talking to me? <laughs> Who is talking to me? Stop oh, it!" Oh no, not me. Because how do you do it? My journey to get there was because I, you know, long story short, I was a. a, a, a real estate agent mm -hmm. um, in, in uh, San Francisco, Oakland area. And so who would have thought, right? And I came on, I moved to Los Angeles. I came on really hard times. That's a whole other story, you know, mm -hmm. for another time. But I began to rely only on faith mm -hmm. and then my own parents on the other side because I really was I was stripped of everything but faith. Mm -hmm. I, I found I went from like having this huge, gorgeous home in Oakland to living in a garage. I turned in the key to my Mercedes Benz. You know, I'll mm -hmm. never forget the parking lot in, in Venice, California. And I had to start from there and I started healing and I started relying on what I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. And when things started shifting, when I started doing that and becoming it, grateful okay. no matter even though I didn't have the things you know I, I was terrified and then the whole thing things started to shift and I started you know meditating more asking you know for guidance show me a sign and then it'll show up you know little mm -hmm. by little and so I started really knowing already there's something much greater here mm -hmm. and it it kind of prime the pump, you know, gotcha. for me. And that's the short version. And so I began working with a lot of different healers who would actually worked for free, mm -hmm. on, you know, for me, because I was trying to get back up on my feet. And um, all my just 20 years, people would tell me, oh, you're, you're definitely, you know, psychic or you're very intuitive or this. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. You mm -hmm. know, I never had time for it. But then when I began realizing, uh, you know, people have told me, oh, you talk in pictures. Mm -hmm. They've told me that before. And I realized that I'm, when people ask me a question, I'm, my answer is in a picture. Something that you visualize. Yeah. Well, it just is there. Right. And so that, that's when that, that friend of yours said, yeah, okay, I'm here. Go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah. What happened? Well, the detail that came through, and, and it was actually a friend of someone else. I didn't know anything about her. Mm -hmm. And 
the information that came through was so detailed and, and there's symbolism and analogies used a lot of times. Um, but, but they're so perfect for, you mm -hmm. know, and they're easy for people to uh, understand the analogy and then hold that analogy. And so, so, okay. So now with this person, what were you seeing? What did you see? What did you tell them? Cause they said, okay, go ahead and do your thing. And you said, okay, let me, is it like a, it's a reading? It, yeah, and okay. that was way back. I mean, that was okay. back three years well, let's ago. Let's start so, way back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so it's not just spirit, but like her son, who at the time I think was 12, mm -hmm. she was having a lot of problems with. I didn't know that, but right. she was having a lot of problems with, and she was also very serious with a, a new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so not only... Um, can I commune with spirit on the other side or just guides on the other side? Also, uh, it's in there's this realm, the spirit, uh, the soul of the sun mm -hmm. can show up and also participate. Got it. And how he feels mm -hmm. and actually what is going on for him. Now, see, in real, in, in, physical form, if I would have walked out into the living room and asked this 12-year-old kid, right, hey, do you feel this way or that way? He'd have been like, what? Couldn't have given you an answer. Okay, yeah, right. get out, get, you know, don't talk to me, lady, you mm -hmm. know? And so when it's, you can't eavesdrop on people unless they, unless, they unless they want to be heard, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't, there's a lot of people that are worried, like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm afraid to like stand in front of you because you're going to see everything about me. A, I would never do that because mm -hmm. I need to have permission and it's sort of a spiritual law that I'm going to follow always. And so it's help, so this helpful information about this boy, right? Because we got to the core of how this kid is really feeling that would have never come out for years, mm -hmm. right? So then she she was able to and, and that he was watching her every move. Mm -hmm. So he was very kind of obsessed with her, right? Mm -hmm. And her her because she had had or he had his mom alone for right. a long time. Okay. And now there's this man around, right? Got it. So there's jealousy, there's all kinds of confusion at that age around things. And so together, they were able to sort of work through all that with him. They had to do some tough love stuff, but they had all the information about what was really going on. So when you say that, so, so his spirit mm -hmm. basically commutes, communes through you to let the mother know that there are these issues mm -hmm. and... The best way to get through to the sun is if we work together and XYZ. And, and exactly how to work together. Mm. It's just like currently um, the little girl I'm working with, cerebral mm. palsy, mm -hmm. and nonverbal from birth, and she's almost eight years old. Mm -hmm. She, for the first time, I've seen her now four times. She, for the first time in her life, was able to communicate with her parents. Her mother was in the room mm -hmm. in her life and talked about how, a, how terrified she is, right? Mm -hmm. And so she has some PTSD from this traumatic birth. It was 30 hours of mm -hmm. horror for she and the mom. And so this is the, this is the little girl, the eight-year-old girl's spirit 
basically telling you this is what she lives with, mm -hmm. living through. Yeah, I mean, she's right in front of me, right? right. And I told her, tell me anything you want. I, I can hear you. Mm -hmm. You don't, I can hear you if you just talk to me. So she started sharing. Cause, and so back up, her parents brought her to me not to hear about her feelings necessarily. I mean, this is a huge bonus, but she had been vomiting unexplainable for five months. Her mom even had to take off work and the whole thing. She was in and out of the hospital, this little girl, and they couldn't figure out what she's vomiting, vomiting, vomiting and gagging. And mm -hmm. so they thought, what the heck, you know, they had heard about me through other people. And so they brought her and the very first session was more because I don't guide my sessions spirit. You know, they have their agenda, their agenda. Right. right? And mm -hmm. I just work on behalf of, you know, what I'm learning. I have a little more control now, but how do I, who can I help and how can I help them? That's what I say every mm -hmm. day. So how can I help this little girl? So first they do this scan, the body scan, and mm -hmm. they show me all that it's actually not in her stomach. It's more, you know, well, a, it's anxiety mm -hmm. times a thousand and then it's more in her esophagus, and I have a drawing at home of it, and then her trachea this, and then the flat, you know, all these other things. First, that there's density inside her mm -hmm. esophagus. Do we know? That's why I would love it. I said, I would love if a doctor was in the room with me right now, because what if he could verify, right? Like, is it energetic in her esophagus, mm -hmm. or is there truly, like, narrowing of the esophagus, mm -hmm. right? We can do a scan. Right. And so what if we, you know, what if her doctor was standing there and I was like, this is this, this is this, this is this. Right. That's where I hope we go. But then the little girl starts telling me um, I'm ready to leave. She said, I can't live this way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live trapped in this body. And when you say she's telling you this, she's not speaking no, not these speaking. words. This is her spirit telling you this. Right. Okay, go ahead. And she's also giving enough detail that her mother knows that this is really, you know, like mm -hmm. history that I wouldn't have any idea of and that she feels like a burden mm -hmm. and um, that she suffocates, it suffocates like 20 times a day without anybody knowing because mm -hmm. she just, she just can't get any air. Mm -hmm. And then she just sits, but nobody can tell that it's happening. She's just, she can't really move much. Right. And so she's sitting here in terror, suffocating, while her mom's, you know, like in the room, whatever. Moving around. They're just doing her sure, thing, you know, because sure. they do a ton. Like her mom's amazing and takes her everywhere. And, you know, mm -hmm. and this kid has the greatest personality when you, you know, I get to know her now because she can talk to me about little girl stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Freely. Mm -hmm. Freely. And so... Her mom got all this information. Her parents got all this information about, how, you know, what would be helpful and, and all these things. And then come to find out that she, I said, do you, are you actually nauseous? Like, does your stomach, like, do you feel nauseous when you vomit? And she said, no. And so I can put my hand on there. And I'm, what I see when I put my hand on there is like a bubble of air. Mm -hmm. It's just air. And... Her mom said, oh, my gosh, I actually have a, a, ga a gadget thing to um, to drain the air out if I ever feel. And sometimes I do it before she eats or after. And, and I said, no, you need to do it more often. Mm -hmm. So this girl, I mean, there's so many details, but this little girl 
now has gone f almost four weeks and has vomited once. Mm. And after doing some, you know, energy work and, you know, some people might doubt that, but there was, she was in hospitals right. up until the day she met me. Now I get to talk. She told me in, in the session before last, she wanted to be alone with me. Mm -hmm. So she wanted her mom to stay outside because she doesn't want to upset her mom, you know, with, with some of the stuff she wants to talk about, Sure, you know, which is incredible. So the mom's goes and sits outside and we're kind of clowning around and she starts using her little arms to, mm -hmm. to show me how strong she is. Mm -hmm. And, and, I asked her, you know, do you want to walk? Do you want to feel better? And she'll say no, right? And then we have to have this talk about, well, you have to get on board with this, right? Because mm -hmm. like, you have to will yourself. Like, we can do all this work together. And she has speech therapists and, you know, all kinds of people in her corner. But it's kind of the will to live. Right. Right? And then being shown what I call her, her lights being off, you know, I'm, I'm able to see meridians mm -hmm. in the body as well, which I call uh, little blue balls and things. And so when those are not lit up, mm -hmm. we're not, our body, our physical body's not being really communicated with mm -hmm. energetically. So, I mean, there's, there's just so many amazing things about all this that is just mind-blowing. You know, okay, so now for, for more people, I use that's the example of the little girl who has cerebral palsy, but you, as a medical intuitive, people will come to you who've had issues that doctors can't explain. Right. And then you help them break through and figure that out. Give us another example. Give me another example. Um, so one of my first really profound examples before, and this is when, this is a moment when, like I said, they leveled me up, which is a woman. Um, I had raffled off two sessions at my stepson's school, mm -hmm. and people, you know, bid on them. And this one woman called and said, "I, I you know, I, I bid on one of your sessions," um, and she made an appointment with me. She showed up, and to say she was dejected and um, and and uh, depressed and just. Is, is an understatement. And she told me that, so her daughter at the time was 11, and that from the, from the time that her daughter was born to the moment she walked in my door, she has had level 10 plus pain when she urinates. Mm -hmm. And of course I understand, hey, if you showed up, I know I can help you because spirit told me we will send you who we want you to help. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's how it works. And so I said, well, let me, you know, let's see. Let's see what I can help you with. And she saw me once a week, I think, for about three months because so many of her issues were tr trauma-related, emotional trauma-related, mm. which I'm not going to share because it's her personal information. But it was one organ after another, really, and then we got down to the reason for this pain mm -hmm. as well. But after the second time, I believe, that she saw me, she went down to a level three pain. Mm -hmm. And now she's pain-free. And during that session, she acknowledges the things that she's been told. Who's telling you the things about her that's 
helping her relieve her pain? Uh, well, for her, like her, she has a pretty powerful grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's absolutely the truth because, um, so in that situation, all of a sudden I opened my eyes cause I was, I'm guided as to where to put my hands or what mm-hmm. to do. And I just, when I'm in this realm, I'm not here. Right. right. So it's, I just do what I'm shown mm-hmm. and told. And I, it was like I had doctors, spirit doctors flanking me mm-hmm. literally and saying, do this and this and this. Unfortunately, I have, you know, I'm an ex paramedic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school at Loyola in Chicago. So I have a pretty decent understanding of things. And it, I just, uh, it, when I put my hands there, the not only the, spirit doctors but the grandmother mm-hmm. and then her guides and people may not like this but god shows up because you know mm-hmm. god is light and for this situation because it was it was a such a big deal and that's was my first introduction into um health related mm-hmm. things that i could help with mm-hmm. i never imagined that mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden there I was like learning okay. and understanding that people need to, um, most people anyway, need to, there's, there's emotional wounds that we sign up to heal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and these, these illnesses bring forward the opportunity for healing. Okay. So. Um, that's why this, this spontaneous healing for some people perhaps is a soul level. They're ready for that, you know, at a soul level, maybe they've done a lot of work. Maybe they, you know, it's different for every single person, but for this person and for a lot of people that I see, there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotional things that or blockages. are blockages and they Mm -hmm. can't identify. It's just, it's assaultive to our energy, Mm -hmm. right? And we take that in. We take in a traumatic experience, and it, like it's tra- traumatic experience can be what we would see this, you know, tiny or huge. It depends, right? right? It depends on our perception mm-hmm. and who we are, and but it comes in and it assaults our energy, and it comes, you know, then it comes in. That's the etheric body it goes into the physical because it it has it it starts in the etheric mm-hmm. and then duplicates. Explain etheric. Real quick, explain it. The thick body. Well, it's the vast majority of humans. It's a vehicle or instrument in the astral energy phase, right? right. So you got to explain that. Yeah, I'll just explain it the best I can mm-hmm. because it's talking in pictures again. But so what I understand, what I understand, because mm-hmm. what I've been taught via spirit is, and it is Einsteinian as well. It's like there's there's etheric you know, energy, then -hmm. there's your astral, the physical, you know, and it is the etheric body comes first. And there's actually a lot of scientific evidence of this in a lot Mm -hmm. of books. The etheric energy comes first and whatever gets built up in the etheric energy duplicates into the physical. It's Mm -hmm. almost like we're a hologram of our etheric body. And the meridians... There's a commun. The meridians are a part of the communication between 
the etheric and the physical. Okay. And what I've seen is there's larger, more, you know, um, surface uh, meridians, which are a lot of the classic acupuncture points. See, mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about acupuncture until, until they started showing me mm -hmm. points and where to put points as I worked with an ac a few acupuncturists, actually. And if... If the elect if the lights aren't on, if the electric electricity, like your spinal cord, is like a is a main, you know, it's like a main uh, channel, you know, mm -hmm. as if you're like wired your house, it's like flip the main on, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's not functioning because of anxiety or whatever it is, then we start getting density. For instance, okay. this is a simple. And then if 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 our meridians are not all lit up, maybe even just in our legs or maybe in the arm, you know, things will start to stagnate. Mm -hmm. And energy starts to stagnate. Energy mm -hmm. starts to stagnate. And so illness begins in the etheric body. Mm -hmm. And if we can and if it's and if it's which is energetic, right? So if we can clear our etheric body before that energy duplicates into the physical. Mm -hmm. Like this little girl, for instance, she doesn't have, you know, because now it looks like it's been resolved, but we can get it out of the etheric first before it duplicates. And if it has duplicated into the physical, then we work with that, but it has to come. You can't, you can't cut it out. That's right. what you can't go and because it'll just come in somewhere else. It will duplicate somewhere else until it's dealt with. So you got to you got to clear these blockages in energy mm -hmm. to affect the physical realm. Mm -hmm. And once you clear that blockage, sometimes whatever that manifestation was in physical can go away. Yep. And you've you've helped. Yeah, you told me about a, a, a gentleman who is a lawyer. Who had prostate cancer? Oh, it's a different one. Yeah, different. I, yeah. Let's talk about that, though. Tell me about that. Um, so with him, he came and he was facing, looking at his options of surgery, right, and or other painful things, mm -hmm. prostate cancer, and um, his he has a, a his mother has a background in mediumship and things like this, but he came and we started doing work together every week. And the first, my first session with him, I was shown all these experiences as a child, or him as a child. And he confirmed, you know, yep, yeah, you know, all, all these things. And then um, they showed me, he, I told him, don't tell me anything. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to know where, I don't know what is the size, any of this. And so I, I put my hand on him and I was able to see exactly where this tumor, you know, quote unquote tumor, which I see as density, mm -hmm. was in his prostate, exactly where it was sitting and the whole thing. And so we began, I, I with that one, it's insane, like basically started lasering it. Mm-hmm. From here through down to the tumor, and he was given all kinds of um, self-care things, yoga, of course, mm -hmm. and meditation, journaling, um, changing a, he's a healthy eater, but changing a few things. Like it's 
it's phenomenal the the guidance and the information that comes through for every single person and what mm -hmm. it is that they need. And so today, he uh, he doesn't have any Signs measurable of sign of cancer. Wow. And he did the changes that were suggested to him through mm -hmm. the spirit guides, mm -hmm. and those changes actually manifested in mm -hmm. him spontaneous remission right. of his prostate cancer. Right. And I would put, you know, my hands obviously over him and and uh, do other whatever I was guided to do. Like I said, it's and it's, sometimes it's hard for me to remember because I'm in a different sure you know space i got to imagine though you get an incredible amount of pushback from doctors who say yeah come on you didn't mm. do this it was just a, he would have had a spontaneous remission whether you had been there or not what do you say to doctors well so this it's interesting cuz yet another um very recent happening was a woman who came to me she had um a, a horrible blood clot behind her knee and her left leg and she's a young woman so from her knee down her leg was huge because she had had an uh aneurysm that yeah, or went, embolism right? embolism yeah, sorry sure. that went mm -hmm. to her lungs she shouldn't even be alive right but mm -hmm. she somehow survived that she came out of it with this big swollen leg right from the mm -hmm. knee down and they said well we're gonna we put you on blood thinners and it'll dissolve and or your leg will be fine within three months. So she waited six months, and it became worse and very, very painful. She also couldn't do any, couldn't work, couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so she saw me on Facebook, one of my videos, and um, so she made an appointment with me. And that's when I was, um, I started doing some, of course, she had to do emotional work because there was all this stuff that it was associated with this clot that was mm -hmm. looked to me like a lava, a chunk of lava. And she told me no surgeons, three surgeons said, there's no way we're not touching it because she was begging people to cut it out. You know, she didn't care. And they said that, no, it's way too risky. So um, I began doing my work with her and, you know, her again, her grandmother came through and like, you know, powerful women and, mm -hmm. you know, guiding and giving information and some, you know, some that she remembered, some she didn't, and then she put the pieces together, all this stuff. Also doing energy work. And this is also when I was introduced to um, the acupuncture, my being able to see meridians and mm -hmm. stuff. And so I asked um, an acupuncturist to come in because I was at a clinic where there was one. And she began needling and, you know, doing, of course, she knows her own right to do. Mm -hmm. So then I, there were more needles that I was guided to say, I don't even know where the points are, right? But mm -hmm. all of a sudden I was, I would be like here, you know, on your head. And how about here? Is this a point? Is this a point? And they would all correspond mm -hmm. with the injury, right? Somehow, which was astounding to me, but I could see them light up. I could see the meridians light up mm -hmm. when the needles weren't, you know, in the right places. And one day, um, she, uh, she, she had worn leggings or something and you can't, you know, the doctor said you cannot put a needle through clothes. It's, you mm -hmm. know, so she's like, why don't you just put hands on instead? And I took my two fingers and put them, or and it actually ended up being three fingers in this spot, and I put the other hand over the needles that were in her knees, mm -hmm. and she was like, ah, 
like just lit it up, which was the first time I realized, wow, this is nuts. And mm -hmm. and so I thought I, I took my hands off and stepped away so that it subsided. Mm -hmm. And then I stepped back up and I put my hands back and she said it was like electrical just mm -hmm. running through her legs. We worked together uh, six weeks and she went her after the fourth treatment, she woke up in the middle of the night with some pretty severe pain in the leg. Mm -hmm. And she woke up in the morning and her leg was back to normal, normal Whoa. size. She took a picture of herself wearing cowboy boots. And how, do, and and, how does the doctor explain right. what happened? What does the doctor say? So he, so that she went for a scan then two weeks after, because that was our plan anyway. And the scan revealed that this huge clot was down to the size of a very small flat pea. Wow. Right. Operable or not operable? It doesn't need to be. Got it. Yeah. So she's, it's, you know, she's fine living life. But the doctor, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's hard for people to, to believe, especially doctors, you know, but it's, it, it, this woman was inoperable and, you know, he was, of course, he could say that, you know, he thought she was still on her blood thinners and she had on her own decided to come off the blood thinners because I guess they weren't making her feel well or something like that, which mm -hmm. I didn't, you know. And so she said, no, because she was pretty mad at the, mm -hmm. at the doctor, I guess, at the time. And she said, no, I, I was off the blood thinners. It has nothing to do with the blood thinners. So, you know, we don't know. I mean, right. who knows? We don't know. Is it? what kicked in or whatever but it's just it's pretty profound that we were doing this work and then and how many how many patients have you seen to date um well some clients don't aren't medical but i've seen probably about 400 500 medical issues oh medical issues probably about a hundred about 100. Mm -hmm. And the others are non-medical, but they are issues that these people have that need to be cleared. Right. Well, or just like um, they want information like the guy that I told you that lost his wife in childbirth. Sure. We, we got time. We'll just share that story. Okay. Sure. Um, so he came to me, again, via word of mouth because he had uh, six months ago lost his wife in childbirth. Well, actually right after childbirth. So she went in, had the baby, and then her um, vital signs weren't, you know, good. They, they weren't comfortable with them, the hospital. And so they told the husband, you know, go ahead and take the baby home. So he took the baby home, at, you know, I think the th two days after, and they called him and said, your wife has passed away. And um, young woman... And so he came to me because he wanted to know. He wanted to ask her or me to ask her, um, did somebody hurt you? Like he was convinced. He and his family were convinced that somebody had to have gone into the room, pushed the wrong med. These, they were ready to sue the hospital, mm. all this stuff. He's in enormous pain, right? He has a six-month-old baby missing, obviously, his wife. And so... I tune in and the wife comes through and before she would tell him what he wanted to know, she wanted him to know that 
she didn't feel she wanted to use her voice, which she couldn't really as a you know, she couldn't do that here. She wasn't mm-hmm. strong enough, whatever, to, to just speak out. And she said, you know, I really did have depression and I really did need support. And then mm-hmm. and you told me that having family should be enough. Mm-hmm. And this man was saying he's like answering her back like like they were having this conversation through, you. Yeah. through me because mm-hmm. she really was upset that like hey I needed some support around my depression and you basically blew me off and then so they had this beautiful healing around that you know not being mad at each other and a complete understanding and then she said no I so what happened I went really quick all of a sudden, I got a lot of pain in my stomach, which I understand, you know, from being a paramedic, we, we call that a triple A, mm-hmm. aortic um, aneurysm, and they are that fast. And there's not much you can do unless, you know, you operate immediately before you, they blow. Mm-hmm. So she explained step by step what she was thinking in the moment, how quick it went. She wasn't scared you know, all these things that nobody did anything to her. And then um, she went on to explain how the, that they had this soul level agreement, she and her husband, mm-hmm. that her agreement was to bring this baby in because it was his soulmate, the baby, mm-hmm. that to bring the baby in, but the baby was for him and then for her to leave. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of detail... And it was just such a beautiful, um, you know, healing. And and the, and the guy, you know, I know the people. I know people that know him. And like he's, it was so helpful for him to be free of worrying mm-hmm. about, you know, and even, getting on with getting on what he was supposed to do, which right, is taking care of that baby without right. worrying about his wife and did somebody hurt her and and mm-hmm. all these things. I mean, there's so many incredible non medical. And you continue, you're continuing to see patients. I mean, if people want to reach out to you right now, Bobby, and say, I want to get a reading from Bobby, how do they go about doing it? What would they do? My website and which is, is www.etheric, E-T-H-E-R-I-C, medicine, M-E-D-I-C-I-N-E.com, etherecmedicine.com. And then your name comes up, and then they can reach out to you by email and you can, schedule. Right, you can book a you can book a session right right on my website. And do I have to be physically present with you when I book a session? No, no do I do. Right, I've done sessions in Spain, New York. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to New York City as well, December fifth through the ninth. Give those dates out. You'll be in New York City, December fifth through the ninth. Through the ninth, and yep. available to do readings in New York City. Yep. And I should say, now I'm 100 disclosure. You've uh, done a reading with my daughter. Yeah. And getting ready to do another one. Yeah. And also with my wife. Your wife. And also with my mother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your daughter's friends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I, I say again, every single person that I know who has had a reading with you has come away just positively extolling what you've been able to do for them. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's my whole life purpose. It it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So great, grateful, grateful to be living my life purpose Absolutely. and contributing in this yeah, way. You know, I, I think what I'd love to be able to do, I'm going to run out of time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely bring you back because I think what we need to do is give more examples mm-hmm. to people so they understand what it is that you're doing. But from being a medical intuitive mm-hmm. diagnostician mm-hmm. who's able to help people 
figure out what's going on in their physical plane, you can also help a person settle issues that they've had that may be just manifesting physically that are really exactly. more emotional issues. Right. And, you know, to reach out and get a reading would be, you know, for some people would give a lot of people more peace. It does. It does give a lot of people peace, even unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I don't know how many people say, oh my God, that I, you know, I wasn't I expect expecting that, that you right. know, I was right. expecting that, you know, ask all these, I have all these questions written down and most of the time all the questions get answered, you know, anyway. Anyway. Right. But in way more detail and it's just it's beautiful like lots of lives have changed well i gotta tell you i'm out of time i want to make sure everybody at home understands again give it your website one more time the etheric no just etheric, etheric medicine medicine etheric medicine.com right and the name is bobby vogel so make sure you get that right but then come up on the line and send in a request and you can do a reading by phone or live if you're in LA or right. you're in New York you got to be in New York while you're there right. in a couple of weeks That'd be in great. a month guy would be great you should sign up and you know I think we're going to definitely I definitely want to have you back again That'd be fun you know and and maybe now the, here's the the strange question but you do this with individuals but do you do this in space and time meaning can you also diagnose Societal ills. Uh, Can you diagnose it appear, yeah. huh? <laughs> things like that come to you? Yeah. Well, we ought to talk yes. about some of the some of the, the the prognoses for some of the societal ills that we're having right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that would be a really really good opportunity. And then maybe one of these times we'll we'll come up live and give you guys that, uh, out there listening an opportunity to come in and maybe ask a question. Yeah. Or two, yeah. Which would be good be too. Cool. Thank you so much, Bobby Thank Vogel, you, for being Montel. a part of Let's Be Blunt today. And oh, wait, I got can't leave without uh, making sure I, I give you some some thing to think about in the cannabis space. But you know, just ponder this for half a second, those that are listening. You know, we've now been three, four solid years with medical and recreational cannabis laws changing across the country. 34 states plus the District of Columbia have some form of medical or, you know, adult use cannabis, yet the stigma still seems to be there. What are you doing, those of you out there that actually understand why people tune to cannabis, what are you doing to change the heart or a mind of somebody next to you? Because it's really going to be a movement of all of us working together to change hearts and minds, not just mm -hmm. one or two people. So, you know, the next time you wonder how come the laws aren't different in my state, well, think about what did you do to help change those laws in your state? And with that, I'm going to say make sure you tune into the next edition of Let's Be Blunt. And thanks for being a part of this one. Have a great one.